Our first reading is from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 21, and can be found in uh, your church Bibles uh, in front of you on page 1227, starting at verse 7, or on the screen in front. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world, that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. We know that we live in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Saviour of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world, we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And he who has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Reading is taken from John 20 verses 19 to 31 and can be found on page 1089 in your church Bibles. That is John 20 verses 19 to 31. On the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. 
But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I don't know what your experience of being a follower of Jesus is like, but mine is that it's not always smooth sailing. It's sometimes pretty up and down. That's the picture that we get in the Gospels. The disciples sometimes are with Jesus and they know exactly where he's going, it seems, but then just around the corner there's a time when they are clueless and they have no idea what he's up to. They're with him close by and then he sends them out on a mission. Finally, they see him die on a cross and they're left all alone. If your experience of following Jesus is all comfortable and cosy and quiet and sensible, then you're probably not doing it right. Following Jesus was always meant to be an adventure. There were always meant to be times when you weren't sure about what was happening. And this year of mission is for us a bit like that. We're not sure what God is going to do here amongst us. We're not sure where he's going to take us. We're not sure who we're going to meet as we take this message of love out into the world. We're just not sure what's going to happen. And we have to live with that. We have to accept that. We have to embrace that if we're going to really engage with this year of mission. If we want to stay cosy and comfortable, we can stay in here, but we won't be getting involved in God's mission because that's out there in this world. Now, the good news is today's sermon is all about equipping us and helping us as we take that on. Because when Jesus sends people out, he doesn't send them on, his, uh, on their own. He sends them with his peace and his presence and his power. And that's what we want to get involved with. That's what we want to be part of. Jesus' mission to the world. This mission that takes us out so that we can follow him in his mission. So that we can be with him where he is. Because peace and presence and power were things that Jesus had in abundance. And these are the things that he promises us if we join in with his mission. This is the good news of this year of mission. That as we get more involved in his mission, we get more involved with him. And as we know more of his love, that love changes us. 
It makes us new. It reforms us. It remodels us so that we are more useful for him in building his kingdom. It changes us because of what he's done for us and through us. When I was a vet and I'd just been made a junior partner in the vet practice, the receptionist had a nickname for me. And it was one of the other partners who told me what their nickname was. He pulled me aside one day in the office and he said, do you know what the receptionists call you? I said, no, I don't. What do they call me? He said, they call you Mr. Grumpy. <laughs> when you come down the corridor, they say, look, here comes Mr. Grumpy. Because being the junior partner, the youngest partner, managing the vet nurses and trying to make a, an impact in the practice and building up a referral practice in small animal dermatology. I had all these pressures and anxieties and desires to do more things, and it just made me grumpy. I was a grumpy partner, Mr. Grumpy. That's what they called me. But I knew that that wasn't the person that God made me to be. I don't believe he made me to be Mr. Grumpy. I didn't believe that then, and that was part of the reason that I decided to leave that all behind and to change and come and work for him. And he has changed me. And he has worked in me and made a difference in me. And it's not because anything I've done, it's because his Holy Spirit has been at work in me. And I've been serving him, and in serving him, he sets us free from all of those things that we want to do in our own strength. All that ego stuff that I want to do so that I am significant. We don't need that anymore. And that sets us free. At the end of my time at Vicar School, one of my tutors said to me, I have one bit of advice for you. You're going to have to be careful you don't smile too much <laughs> because smiling at funerals isn't always helpful. God changes us if we serve him. And he makes us new. He makes us into the people that he wants us to be. So, hands up if you want to be more filled with Jesus' peace and presence and power. Okay, we've been singing about this, haven't we? We just sang, we are desperate for his presence. So that's what we want, isn't it? And the way that we find that is by joining in with his mission, getting involved in what he was doing, what he wants us to do, moving out with him so that he's part of us and we're part of his mission and then it all works together and this peace and presence and power become part of us. Look what happens with those disciples after the resurrection. They're locked away in a room. They're already locked away for fear of the Jews and now this man who they have seen crucified killed by the Romans, laid in a tomb for three days, now stands in front of them. And I think they would have been more than a little afraid. I think they would have been terrified at that sight, at that experience. And so the first thing Jesus says is, peace be with you. Know my peace. He says it twice, in fact. Again, he says, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I send you. Jesus wants his peace to be in us. He wants us to know his peace. Where else do we find these words of peace? They're there as Jesus sends out people on his mission and they're there at the very start of God's mission through Jesus in the world. In the gospel Christmas stories, 
the angels, when they come to meet Joseph and Mary and John the Baptist's father and the shepherds on the hillside, they say, don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Have some peace. Don't be afraid. This mission is a bit scary, but do not be afraid. Have peace. Peace is what Jesus wants to bring to the world. If Jesus was the ruler of this world, just think of what the peace in this world could do. There'd be no more need for armies and weapons of war if we could just live in peace with one another. Wouldn't the world be made different? That was the message that the angels sing over the shepherds. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to all people. For Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And this peace is wrapped up in the story of Jesus' mission. This peace is a peace that we should expect to find as we step out on his mission. And it may be in this year ahead, in this year of mission, we're going to have to step out of our comfort zones. And that may be challenging. But as we step out, we must know that his peace goes with us. The love, the joy and the peace of the Holy Spirit at work within us. For Jesus says, peace be with you as the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Jesus knew that peace. He was never put off by the things that he encountered or the people that came up against him. Jesus had that peace of knowing that he was sent by the Father. And if we know that we're sent by Jesus, involved in his mission, then we can go out with peace. And this week, some people went out on one of their mission tasks, uh, one of their year of mission tasks from their small group. And Debs was one of them. And uh, Debs is just going to tell us a bit about what happened on that morning. So um, as part of our Connect group, we got some little Christmas decorations to hang on a tree. And we put them in an envelope with a card saying a gift from St. Jude's and um, the you know, all the Christmas services. So we put those in envelopes and then we went and delivered them to um, houses around about the church. So I went out with Claire Beadnell on um, Wednesday morning and we went to about 25 houses and knocked on the doors and we were really nervous about going actually. So we prayed before we went because that's always a good idea. And we were a bit, bit scared because we didn't know what sort of reception we were going to get. So it was a bit, a bit nerve-wracking. But because we were both going out together, it was really lovely because we gave each other confidence. So that was really good. And, um, and we had some great conversations. And it was just really lovely. So people opened the door looking a bit suspicious. And then we would say, oh, good morning, we've got a free gift for you from the church. And because we'd said it was a free gift and they didn't have to do anything, their whole faces just softened and they said, oh, how lovely. And then we had some great conversations with people. So it was really, really good. So we didn't have to do anything complicated. We weren't, we weren't necessarily going to talk about Jesus, but we were just saying, this is who we are and here's a present. Great. And that's what this year of mission is about. It's meant to be, it's going to be something that everyone can get involved in, something that everyone can join in with. And going out together is an important model that Jesus gave us and going and praying before you go and knowing that his peace goes with you. That's what it's all about. We can all do this stuff. 
So we go with his peace. The second thing we go with is his presence. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Jesus waits for the Holy Spirit before he starts his mission. He waits for the Father to give him the Holy Spirit. And it's through the Father being with him, his presence, the Father's presence in Jesus, through that Holy Spirit, that Jesus goes out on mission. This is the presence of God in us. As Jesus sees his disciples after the resurrection, he breathes into them his spirit as a foretaste of what's to come at Pentecost. His spirit in him, at work in us, Jesus knew that the Father's presence with him, that's what equipped him for mission. Jesus' presence goes with us as his Father's presence was with him. As Jesus sent, so he sends us. And that presence is there in those gospel stories of Christmas as well. The presence of Jesus, the presence of the Father, is all about what that Christmas story is about, isn't it? God coming into the world, his presence with us. God coming to earth as a baby. His breaking through the barriers so that we can be set free. So that Jesus' name is Emmanuel. God with us. That was what the prophets said from of old, that Jesus would be Emmanuel, God with us. And he goes with us. And there are these lovely words in that first letter of John, that those who live in love live in God and God lives in them. If we know God's love, if we have his love within us, then he is in us and we're in him. And that love makes us one and his presence is with us and we're going in his presence in his love. Jesus' peace and his presence, they're with us if we go out in his name. And then if we do go out in his name, we can expect his power to be with us, to help us to do the things that we could never achieve in our own strength. It's the power of Jesus that we want to see at work in our community. It's not about us being powerful, it's about his power at work in our community. And it's all tied up with this love that comes from the Father and flows through the Son into our lives. I don't know if you remember that royal wedding sermon back uh, after Easter this year when for a short moment everyone was listening to that American bishop and he said, Bishop Michael Curry, he said, There's power in love to help and to heal when nothing else can. There's power in love to lift up and liberate when nothing else will. There's power in love to show us the way to live. There is power in love. That's the power that we take with us out into the world. The power that comes through God's love for us. Not that we loved God first, but he loved us and sent his son into the world. Jesus died for us on the cross so that we could know that love. His was the sacrifice made once for all. His was that amazing act of love, the most incredible act of love that the world has ever seen, dying on a cross in our place. That's the love that we take out. And the power of that love has changed this world already and will go on changing this world forever and we must remember what sort of power it is that we want as we seek to go out in Jesus name
because it's not the Donald Trump type of power. It's much more the Mother Teresa sort of power, the power that goes out to serve the least and the last and the lost. It's the sort of power that works its way into our world through small acts of kindness and blessing. In this year of mission already, people have gone out and given money for children to go to sports camp in half term, for volunteers to have free coffees, for the scouts to come here next week and have a party in St Jude's, for residents of a care home to know that they're remembered and loved because they've been given a present as a gift from St Jude's, as part of our year of mission, as God's love reaches out into the world. This is the power that we need amongst us, a gentle, quiet, compassionate power that reaches out because his love is that if we love God, we must also love our neighbour. That's what it means to be part of God's mission, to be part of the mission of Jesus. In this year of mission that we're all part of, we need to join in with mission the mission of Jesus, sent by the Father into the world that he loves, sent by Jesus as the Father sent him, sent knowing that he goes with us and that this world can be transformed by his love. So I was thinking about this week, this, this week and how to sum up for me what it means to have Jesus go with us as we go out into mission, to have his peace and his presence and his power. And I thought... The difference for me might be a bit like this, that there is probably very, very little chance of me ever going skydiving, okay? Because I think skydiving is a bit balmy. But if ever I went to do skydiving, if ever I went to jump out of a plane at 10,000 feet, the only way I would ever do it was if an instructor was strapped very firmly to my back. There's no way that I would leap out of a plane without an instructor. I would want someone there with me who knows exactly what's going to happen, who's done it hundreds of times before, who knows when to pull the cord and how to work the toggles, who knows how to get me down to land on a safe landing place with a soft landing and not in a gorse bush or a lake or up a tree. That is the only way I would ever go skydiving if I had someone strapped to my back. And as we go out on this year of mission, we have to know that Jesus is even closer than that instructor strapped to our backs. Jesus is with us. He is in us. If we live in God, he lives in us. He is with us as we go out. As we jump out of this church into that scary world out there, we don't have to be afraid of falling because we know that Jesus is with us and he goes with us. And so it may be a bit scary, it may be a bit tough, it may be that we'll get some bumps and knocks on the way, but we know that Jesus is with us and if we trust him, then we can do this. We can do this together. We can do this in his name. This is what it's all about. Having conversations with people about Jesus. Offering to pray for them in Jesus' name. Wanting to see Jesus' power at work in our world. Jesus sets the parameters of the practice of mission. And it's in love that he came and with love that he fought. 
And it's in his love that we'll go out and make a difference in our world. And when we do, we will know his peace, his presence, and his power. And his love will change our world. Let's just pause for a moment. Perhaps it might be good to put your hand on your heart. We sometimes think about our hearts being the place where the love that we have is held. Lord Jesus, may we know your peace and your presence and your power in our hearts. May we know that this is love, not that we loved you, but that you loved us and died for us. And may that love, Lord, send us out with your peace and your presence and your power. May that love transform this world in your name. Amen. Thank you.